Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Invictus and Athena Victory celebrates the mythic impulses of ancient Greece and Rome, and they invite you to celebrate with them. Welcome to Voice of Olympus. and welcome to Voice of Olympus. This is your host, Hercules Invictus, and today is a Voice of Olympus episode, uh, which is the Amber Dragon podcast. We're experiencing some call-in difficulties, so while I try to fix those, uh, I'll be playing some music and making some uh, announcements. So let me start off with something I enjoy, and I hope that you'll enjoy as well. Um... Let's keep going down the list here. Way of the Sacred. No, that's uh, not a song. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm Michaela's Dreamer. Certainly fits in with the theme of the show.
Welcome back to Voice of Olympus, the Amber Dragon podcast. We're still working on solving that problem, so you get to enjoy uh, great uh, music. Our next song is Cry Freedom from Bonefoot's Orchestra. or Evolve by Bumpers. Oh, 
Greetings and welcome back to Voice of Olympus. We still haven't solved the call-in problem, uh, but I'd like to announce that the Age of Heroes has dawned. Uh, way back in the dawn of this new millennium, I publicly proclaimed that the Age of the Victim is finally over and the Age of Heroes has begun. And up until that time, we've been uh, attempting Age of Heroes initiatives in three states so far, in uh, New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Now, the way the hero posits that one must utilize one's individual strengths to make one's world a better place. One need not be perfect or operating from ideal circumstances either. Are not the heroes that inspire us often tragically flawed? Are their lives not in a state of flux and full of uncertainty? Does this prevent them from attempting and accomplishing great things? No, of course not. Our Age of Heroes initiatives have harnessed the creative energy and focus the attention of many heroic individuals with radically diverse backgrounds over the years, directing it towards improving the collective quality of human life. The Age of Heroes welcomes secular, interfaith, and interfaith participation. As with the Argonaut expedition of old, the children of different and sometimes warring gods are invited to partner with exceptional mortals to face great challenges and accomplish great things. In the early dawn of this new millennium, from 2000 to 2005 roughly, I partnered with individuals and organizations to send the tide of the ever-growing digital divide in New York City. Our collective efforts led to a free computer drop-in center in downtown Brooklyn and an innovative intern-extern volunteer program called New Shores. Our adventures were chronicled through the e-radio show Navigating the Digital Divide, a comic strip in Big News, a few cliffhanger tales on Psych Journey, presentations at conferences, and an Age of Heroes special episode in the third season of my Fringe TV show. That was to be a pilot for a brand new program, but alas, uh, it never got off the ground. Uh, from 2005 to 2014, roughly, the focus was much narrower. I championed literacy, functional, vocational, cultural, informational, digital, multicultural, and environmental uh, in rural northeastern Pennsylvania and northwestern New Jersey through my individual efforts in partnership with my wife, Athena Victory, through our mythic 501C, which was from 2007 to 2013, and via coordinated cooperative endeavors with local individuals and organizations. Local media and our website chronicled these adventures, and uh, they continue to be reported on social media. Now that our sojourn has returned us to northeastern New Jersey and the greater New York metropolitan area, I'm inspired to dedicate myself to actualizing the ultimate dream, manifesting Elysium in the here and now. Elysium is the highest heaven the mortal mind can conceive, and thus the Elysium Project uh, is the ultimate quest, the greatest that I can conceive. So, until we return to continue, here is King of Dreams by Bran Tredorian. Time during the night 
Yeah. 
Greetings and welcome back to the Elysium Project. I'm Hercules Invictus, and tonight the Amber Dragon podcast was scheduled, but we're experiencing technical difficulties with Colin, which we are trying to fix. Until then, I'll be making announcements, sharing information, and playing awesome songs. Now, I'd like to share my primal vision uh, with my listeners, because the primal vision uh, has uh, defined my life in a way. Um, this, the waking dream sequence, uh, which I first experienced in my early childhood, has accompanied me, guided me, and informed me throughout my life. The vision is as vivid today as it was when it first visited me. And, the, and as I progress through my earthly sojourn, the ending becomes increasingly more vivid and clear. Um, I've added information as it's come to me, so my primal vision has been an evolving thing, but the basics of it have been the same uh, since I was a young child. Uh, it starts thusly. I glimpse the top of a mountain, shrouded in mist. Hovering on high, I can discern the ruins of an ancient Acropolis complex in the timeless twilight. I wait alone, formless in the silence. In time, a lone figure, powerfully built and clad in the skin of a lion, makes his way toward the abandoned temple of the highest. His hair and beard are mostly brown, though streaked with white and gray. In his right hand, he wields a knobby club studded with bronze. My consciousness enters this figure, and henceforth I see through his eyes. I know that I am now the Theban Hercules, son of Zeus and progenitor of my line. Entering the fallen structure, I move through it unerringly until I reach a triangular stone table, a long-neglected altar to the Olympians. Upon the altar is an antique horn from a heavenly bull, I tell myself. I then realize that I've been here many times before, and then I know exactly what I must do. The horn is of monstrous size and etched with arcane glyphs. Some of the etchings are inlaid with silver. I put down my club, cautiously lift the artifact to my lips, then blow into the smaller end with all my strength. The bellowing call echoes through the firmaments. With a horn of summoning still in hand, I exit the temple and peer purposefully into the murky skies near where I myself once hovered. I can detect faint presences, spirits that have answered my summons, who will help me in carrying out my Olympian mission. Some take on form while others remain formless, but this I know. All who have responded will assist me in some unique and important way. And with this realization, the vision starts to fade. I am blessed with a brief glimpse of the ruins restored to their former glory. The sky is lambent, blue, and clear. There are mythic beings engaged in joyous activity, I myself among them. And I realize that this is Mount Olympus, my eternal point of origin and return my heaven, and my soul's true home. And with that, we'll go to Castali Alexandrian's Open to the Elements.
Welcome back to the Elysium Project. This is Hercules Invictus. And uh, one of the Elysium Projects uh, that we started here in northeastern New Jersey um, is the Career Center at the Creskill Public uh, Library. Uh, it's more an empowerment center uh, because we're expanding beyond uh, uh, careers and getting into other areas of someone's life. But uh, this is an activity that was previously called Destiny Quest, and I might retain the title at uh, some certain point. Um, our dreams are important. They guide us toward a better tomorrow. Yet it's what we do now in the present moment that determines if our dreams will ever come true. Your being here means that you are motivated to move forward in life and are determined to create a better future for yourself and your loved ones. I salute you, and now let the adventure begin. What we do for a living helps define our place in the greater human community. The quest for one's purpose, one's calling, one's true vocation is often a lifelong pursuit. Each job, each volunteer experience, each action we take towards self-improvement and skill acquisition is a step forward in the never-ending journey of self-discovery and self-expression. Though it may often feel like you're alone during times of uncertainty and transition, it is important to realize that you are not. We are all on this quest together, whether we are self-employed, working full-time, part-time, or not at all. Perhaps we can assist each other on this life-changing adventure. You are hereby invited to join our fellowship by utilizing the resources uh, contained uh, here on the show where uh, uh, the Career Center and Destiny Quest will be available to listeners in one form or another. Uh, and also at the Crestkill Public Library Career Center, uh, which is open during library hours. Um, my current Destiny Quest is to elevate what I'm doing to the next level, as I'm sure that's true of uh, many of you. And uh, aside from what I'm sharing here, um, I will be sharing uh, on our uh, social media, eventually on our website, and uh, uh, through our different uh, podcasts. So feel free to explore. It's my personal belief that our greatest assets arise from our uniqueness and that there is our responsibility to claim our own personal power, cultivate our unique gifts, and dedicate them to the betterment of our world. I wish you all joyous journeys and great successes. Until the next uh, announcement, we'll be listening to Dave the Bard's Cauldron Born. Stir your 
souls to the powers of earth, sea, and sky, of dragon and fairy and shades of the night. He calls to his ancestors of blood and bone, of womb and tomb and standing stone. Lady, stir your cauldron well, chant your words and sing your spell. Deep within this darkened hall, hear the goddess Keridwen of the cauldron's brew and magic she will give to you. You will dance in the eye of the storm, your Keridwen's children, the cauldron born. A charm of silver, the gypsy said when he was just seventeen. Your future I'll tell you. Every thread and turn is there to be seen. She took his hands, tracing the lines, searching for patterns and looking for signs. Your life of construction one day you will see Through the illusion and into the dream Lady, stir your cauldron well Chant your words and sing your spells Deep within this darkened hall Hear the goddess Kered when called Come and taste of the cauldron's brew and magic she will give to you. You will dance in the eye of the storm, your Keridwen's children, the cauldron born. So we stand on this hill, our shadows are cast by the moon Chanting words Our charm Our spell of power Our witch's rune We call to the powers of earth, sea and sky Of dragon and fairy and shades of the night we call to our ancestors of blood and bone, of womb and tomb and standing stone. Lady, stir your cauldron well, chant your words and sing your spell. Deep within this darkened hall, hear the goddess Kered when of the cauldron's brew and magic she will give to you. You will dance in the eye of the storm, your Keridwen's children, the cauldron born. Oh, lady, stir your cauldron well, chant your words and sing your spell. Deep within this darkened hall, hear the goddess.
best carrot when caught. Come and taste of the cauldron's brew and magic she will give to you. You will dance in the eye of the storm, your carrot when children, the cauldron born. technical difficulties. Callers cannot uh, call in today. Uh, we're still working on trying to find a solution, but have yet to find it. So uh, I'm making announcements, sharing information, and uh, playing some great music. Um, I'd like to tell you more about Destiny Quest and make it personal. Um, this is an essay I wrote called Hercules for Hire. Uh, I'm always looking forward to opportunities to grow. I uh, start over. I am always looking forward for opportunities to grow and to help create a better world for myself, my loved ones, and the greater planetary community we all share. From 1980 through 2010, I established a unique career niche that powerfully combined my mythic inclinations with the fields of human services, education, and entertainment. At its height, I was proclaimed the human services superhero by NJN Job Force, and you can listen to me pontificate on various topics in mall kiosks throughout the Garden State. The first Age of Heroes initiatives were launched in New York City in 2000, and many talented and socially aware individuals joined together and assisted me in further spreading my mytho-heroic worldview. This lasted until 2005 when we finally settled down in rural Pennsylvania. I rebuilt my legend slowly but effectively in PA. I formed a 501C and started developing mythic programs and champion literacy. Uh, and all went fairly well until the local economy took a tragic turn at the dawn of the current decade in 2010. The choice of Hercules, which was preserved for posterity by Xenophon and greatly inspired the early Stoics, is one of my guiding myths. We are always confronted with key choices that will determine our destiny. So I resolved to choose my future courses of action wisely. As opportunities in education and the human services suddenly seemed to evaporate, I dedicated my energies to exploring other options and creating opportunities in instructional entertainment. From 2010 to um, 2012, approximately, I developed and ran more workshops, both professionally and for personal enrichment, than I ever had before. Developing a mass appeal version of our Mythic Adventure interactive storytelling program, I ran it through various businesses and nonprofit venues. Partnering with other local nonprofits, I researched and helped write numerous grants. The competition for these limited funds was very fierce, as you can imagine. My wife and I also established and ran an eclectic collectibles business in Inon, Pennsylvania, which also had a presence online and at various local fairs and festivals. This was a dream come true for both of us, and I enjoyed it greatly while it lasted. But alas, all of these efforts uh, were not effective enough. Though we were still physically here, 
The world we knew it in PA did indeed end in 2012, just as the Mayan prophecies predicted. So in the autumn of that year, we started relocating to New Jersey. Within months, I was running workshops and our Mythic Adventure interactive storytelling program. We started a flea market adventure called the Mount Olympus Trading Post. And like Mark Marek's Hercules among the North Americans, I found myself performing many odd labors like distributing leaflets, preparing food, uh, clearing storage areas, and lifting heavy boxes. This was a younger man's work, and indeed, I performed many such labors when I first started out in the labor force over four decades ago. Still, it became clear that in my mid-50s, my odd and eccentric life had essentially become a do-over. I decided to fully embrace the reality and accept the challenge. I began by reaffirming my unique assets, my unique strengths, and my unique gifts. Then I started dreaming even bigger. Dreams with other visionaries who were in similar circumstances. I got involved in many interesting long-term speculative ventures, which are in line with my core values, and started volunteering time and energy to various local endeavors that I feel are key to creating a much better future for everyone. The Elysium Project, our New Age of Heroes initiative, emerged like a phoenix from the flames and ashes of my previous life. And Destiny Quest will be the ongoing chronicle, in part, of how I reestablish my place and fulfill my Olympian mission in this brave new world. The tools I use and the wisdom I glean will all be shared here as well with the hope that they can perhaps assist you in finding your proper place and actualizing your own life's dream. Onwards to even greater success. And now, Gently Johnny by Dave the Bard.
Greetings and welcome back to Voice of Olympus on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Hercules Invictus. Uh, tonight, the Amber Dragon podcast was scheduled, but we're experiencing technical difficulties with Colin, uh, which we're still addressing, but uh, they're still ongoing. So I am uh, reading essays, making announcements, and uh, playing music. So if you're here, welcome. Uh, I'd love it if you can keep me some uh, company. Um, the next thing I'll read you is The Choice of Hercules, uh, which is also posted on the Destiny Quest uh, website. The Choice of Hercules is a tale that was preserved by Xenophon in Book 2 of his memorabilia of Socrates, which you can read online for free or you can order from Amazon. It greatly inspired the early Stoics, and it served as one of my life's guiding myths. In summary, before the Theban Hercules started his mythic career, he took some time to contemplate his future course of action. While he thought things through, he was approached by two imposing female personages, Areti and Kakia. Kakia promised him an easy path, filled with life's greatest distractions, but devoid of all sense of personal responsibility or social conscience. Arati promised a path full of uncertainty and hardship. She offered him a difficult future that fully embraced personal and social responsibility and demanded unceasing action, even when no reward was promised and no relief was in sight. Though no doubt tempted by Kakia, Hercules knew that life's greatest attainments were reached by discovering, cultivating, and sharing one's unique gifts toward the betterment of all. He embraced his best destiny and freely chose the path of Arati. His many adventures immortalized him in human memory and earned him a place on Mount Olympus. Though Arati is usually translated as virtue, it actually means personal excellence. And though Kakia is said to have tempted Hercules as vice, she actually tried selling him the option of reaping unearned benefits through the exploitation of others. Though the choice of Hercules is told as a one-time event in Hercules' eventful life, in truth, we are always at a crossroads and always confronted with key choices that determine our destiny. In honor of Thebes' greatest hero, I resolved to choose my future courses of action as wisely as my deepest insights and highest perspectives allowed. I would forever strive for personal excellence by discovering, cultivating, and sharing my own unique gifts for the betterment of all. And while you contemplate that, if contemplate that you choose, uh, we will play another song by Dave the Bard called Green and Gray.
around the first of May. A man in black came walking into a woodland glade. Following the sounds of pipes on this beautiful spring day. High from the music that they made. But what beheld him within that place? A look of recognition fell across his face. Oh, Lucifer, oh, Lucifer, why do you appear to me? For I am a man of God.
Oh. 
Greetings and welcome back to the Elysium Project. Tonight's show that was scheduled was the Amber Dragon podcast hosted by Linda Marciniak. Uh, however, due to connectivity problems, uh, we are playing songs and I'm reading from my writings and making announcements. Uh, so if you're here, welcome. Uh, you can keep me company while I uh, go through the show. Um, the writings that I'm reading from and the announcements that I'm making go towards further explaining the bigger picture of what we're all about. So uh, uh, if you're listening, you'll get a better understanding of, uh, of where things are going with what we're doing. Uh, since we're on Destiny Quest, I want to talk about getting older. Uh, I am 60 and uh, so, you know, basically, definitely, I'm getting older. And although part of me still feels like a teenager, another part of me feels like I'm 60. So uh, we'll talk about facing uh, Yeras, which means old age. Although the tale does not survive, Hercules' encounter with Yeras is preserved on ancient pottery. Yeras was said to be a child of Erebus and Nyx, or sometimes the issue of primordial night alone. As can be expected, in some depictions, our heroes engaged in staving off or actively fighting old age. The shriveled and diminutive Yeras doesn't seem to stand a chance. In other depictions, the encounter between Hercules and Yeras seems remarkably free of conflict, almost friendly. How do we reconcile these contradictory images? Perhaps there are different points in a greater tale. Perhaps they depict different incidents altogether. Alas, we may never know. Now that I am 60, with at least half of my lifetime behind me, I would like to venture a guess. At my age, the impulse to mitigate the effects of aging, which can no longer be ignored, is quite strong. Exercise, supplementation, and diet are recruited, and a variety of cosmetic, emotional, mental, and spiritual techniques are gradually added to our arsenal of weapons until Yeras is kept at bay. Some fight harder with drugs, surgery, or fringe, or cutting-edge uh, science. Although this struggle um, for acceptance eventually emerges, um, and emergence, it does. You know, you finally do accept the situation, uh, and with it, you get peace. Embracing old age and facing the finality of all mortal life allows you to appreciate the preciousness of each and every passing moment. Uh, when I personally found myself there, I made a promise. Until I die, I resolve to fully live, and so I shall. Onwards, this is Hercules Invictus, and our next song, also by Dave the Bard, is The Hills They Are Hollow.
Well, that was an interesting ending. Uh, welcome back to Voice of Olympus. I am Hercules Invictus, your host. And due to connectivity problems, I'm reading from my writings and uh, playing some uh, music. Uh, the writings are all meant to expand one's understanding of uh, the Elysium Project and uh, the Age of Heroes. Uh, currently, we started a program at the Crestville Public Library uh, that is a career center, an expanded career center that empowers. And I'm incorporating elements of old uh, um, programs uh, called Destiny Quest and Prosperity Quest. So I explained a little bit about Destiny Quest. Now let me explain Prosperity Quest. In route from, um, in route from appropriating the cattle of Triple Body Geryon, his 10th label, the Theban Hercules, camped out near the Tiber River, there he defeated a local monster, Cacus, who habitually stole random cattle from the vicinity and routinely committed vile atrocities. Afterwards, Hercules revitalized local trade by establishing a cattle market. This venture was successful and brought great prosperity to the region. A great altar, the Ara Maximus, was erected to honor him after he left. Visiting Greeks honored him in their own way, and in time there were two altars and two temples. The Romans, who appropriated both the market and the temples, honored our heroes Hercules Invictus, yes, that is where I get my name, Hercules Victor, and Hercules Olivarius. Hercules was of benevolent power. After his apotheosis, he granted, among other favors, good fortune and success to commercial enterprises. In antiquity, owning cattle was equated with having riches, and this still holds true in many parts of the world today. Prosperity Quest will chronicle my adventures and the adventures of others in celebrating and increasing their overall prosperity as well as that of their local community and the world beyond. When we return, I will share more ancient uh, history in terms of mythology and commerce. Uh, but in the meanwhile, here is Dave the Bard's The Pipes of Pan.
I'm Hercules Invictus, and tonight we're experiencing technical difficulties with Colin, uh, so I'm reading from my writings and playing songs. Uh, Our next uh, segment, as uh, promised, is on mythic commerce. In ancient Greek and Roman times, all kolantihi, also known as fortuna, to grant good luck and favorably influence events. Hercules is a benevolent power who protects travelers and those who engage in bold and heroic ventures. As the sun, he bestows the gift of gold. Though he is a staunch patron of commerce, he opposes all types of acquisitiveness that disregard the public good. The other Olympians are also generous with their gifts. Zeus and Aphrodite often bless their favorites with great wealth. It was clearly understood that all riches ultimately belonged to Avis, Lord of the Underworld, who is also known as Pluton, which means wealth. As a sphere of activity, commerce is most often associated with Hermes, Archangel, Herald, and Psychopomp of Mount Olympus. Hermes governs all form of human exchange, including communication. He establishes and protects boundaries, but is not restricted by them. 
Uh, for the past few years, I am greatly honored to have been serving my community as the herald of new business for the Tenfly Chamber of Commerce, doing honor to the old Olympians uh, who are still with us, uh, although no longer um, known in the way that they were in antiquity. Um, our next song is going to be, let's find something new here, Ekati. The Goddess of the Crossroads.
Olympus, and welcome back to Voice of Olympus. This is Hercules Invictus, sharing information uh, on the Age of Heroes and uh, the Elysium Project initiatives. Um, I am blessed to be living in Tenafly, New Jersey, during its golden age. Um, and I will read you an essay I wrote about it. I'm greatly honored and blessed to be a resident of Tenafly, New Jersey. In fact, I can conceive of no better place to be at this point of my life. Tenafly is affectionately called Camelot by some of its longtime residents, and having lived in the borough uh, for nearly five years now, I can certainly understand why. In legend, Camelot is a shining example of collective human endeavor at its finest, and a powerful reminder of the greatness we are capable of expressing through wise governance. Under the visionary leadership of Mayor Peter Rustin and his council, Tenafly is a prosperous and cheerful community it places a high premium on education, the environment, wellness, and overall quality of life. Visual images of Tenafly would make any postcard proud. Tenafly has already been recognized as one of the best places to live in the Garden State and thus serves as an excellent role model for the Elysium Project. Not that Tenafly is free of challenges. There will always be obstacles in life to draw us together, inspire our best efforts, stimulate our creativity, expand our understanding, and guarantee our continued growth as individuals and as a community. In Tenafly, we have the optimum, the, optim, the optimum optimism and confidence to anticipate, meet, and benefit from tackling these challenges. Tenafly also inspires many creative people with diverse and sometimes opposing views to volunteer their time and work together towards creating an even better future for all its residents. I'm proud to be one of this number and consider each moment spent in the service of Tenafly to be time well spent. Of special interest to me is the success of our mayor's wellness campaign, which is continuously expanding to touch even more local lives. Aside from the TMWC, I've been devoting as much time as my schedule permits to other worthwhile activities in or around the borough. I would like to thank Mayor Peter Rustin and his council, Christine Evron and the Chamber of Commerce, the Tenafly Rotary Club, the Tenafly Elks, and all the people who live or work in Tenafly for inspiring me with a truly noble dream and granting me the opportunity to contribute to it. I, Hercules Invictus, am honored that my life path led to Tenafly, a modern-day Camelot, and a real-life model for Elysium. Tenafly is proof that by working together in concert for the benefit of our community, we can indeed help create and live in a much better world. Onwards. Our next song is the Dragon Ritual Drummers Tuatha de Danann. Mythically, the Tuatha de were the sons of Dagda, who was the Celtic Hercules.
Greetings and welcome back to the Elysium Project. This is Hercules Invictus. Uh, tonight I'm reading from my various writings and uh, we're listening to music because we had connectivity problems so the host um, and other people cannot call in. Um, I'll now be reading you a review of the book, The Ultimate Secret to Getting Absolutely Everything You Want uh, by Mike Kornacki. This is an old uh, classic that's been reprinted many times. Our creativity is our most divine attribute and our ability to make our inner images physically real is proof positive of great power that resides within each and every one of us. Many techniques have been developed over the millennia to teach us how to cultivate and apply this power. Fortunately, we live in a time when this information is not only readily available, but is presented in a variety of ways. This diversity in approach is important because not everything works for everyone every time it is attempted. Mike Karnacki's personal revelations came after 20 years of experimentation with the self-help techniques of others. Despite his best efforts, his results were often disappointing. His aha moment led to the streamlining of the manifestation process and a ruthless application of Occam's razor to many of the cherished assumptions he was laboring under regarding how things come into being. His ultimate secret is based um, his ultimate secret is indeed extremely simple. It also promises to deliver on any dream, whether great or small. And you'll find that on some level you already are familiar with it and have even on occasion successfully applied it. That being said, I must warn you that despite all this, it is not easy to apply. It requires accepting total responsibility for your life, taking risks, and fully committing to the changes you'd like to bring about, despite the opposition of others in your world. Unlike most other systems, the ultimate secret doesn't require you to perform a series of set actions. It encourages instead an openness, a receptivity to better circumstances and states of mind. It also reveals the role of your intent or your willingness to manifesting your desires. One insight that I greatly agree with is that the process of transformation, which the author likens to a journey, is important in and of itself and should be savored. Overall, I enjoyed and benefited from the ultimate secret to getting absolutely everything you want. It has simplified and contributed greatly to my own explorations. Uh, I reviewed this book a while back, and everything I said still holds. So I believe that this is something that could benefit you in your own quest. Now we return to our music, and the next song is going to be Urania Sings by Emerald Rose. And Urania happens to be one of my muses, so I'm very interested in what you would sing about. Call each 
a beautiful message and very appropriate for my next set of uh, adventures. Um, I'm Hercules Invictus. This is Voice of Olympus. Today we have technical problems, so we're playing music and I'm reading from my writings. Uh, the next thing I'll be reading is another review from uh, Destiny Quest, uh, part of the Elysium Project. Uh, and this is for The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale launched by launched the Learning by Listening Revolution in 1956. Pre-recorded audio education has been with us ever since and remains a thriving and viable industry. Thank you, Earl. This review is for the video version of The Strangest Secret featuring the author himself, who passed away in 1989. Reviews of the audio and book versions will follow. Decrying the vast human potential that is lost by blindly following our society's life scripts, he encourages his listeners to think for themselves, determine what they truly want out of life, seek out the best information on attaining it, and direct their time and energy towards getting there. If you choose to follow an established path or even expect advice, make sure it will bring you nearer to where you yourself wish to go. Earn Nightingale considers everyone engaged in this process, regardless of where they currently happen to be in the path of attainment, already a success. He also considers self-image and attitude as equally important factors in manifesting a desired reality and suggests that you immediately start thinking of yourself as being one um, who is already where they ideally wish to be. Uh, very good advice. And our next song in tonight's mythical music is Lady Moon by Jenny Green. Lady 
calm falls over me, surrounded and completed by a starry autumn breeze. I hear the ancients welcome, friends and guides all, then silence as they wait for my call. I brought a chant from an old book that the gate would open to me. But as I walk along this night, my own song I now weave. The gate's already open to let me walk between. The magic is with me if I just believe. Welcome back to Voice of Olympus. This is Hercules Invictus, and alas, we were unable to fix our connectivity problems. I uh, hope you enjoyed my reading from my writings and uh, this uh, wonderful music. Uh, I will close with Jenna Green's Muse. Until next time, this is Hercules Invictus.